Hi guys, Mike Wilson here, and uh, ready for another men's vlog for men only. Um, this past week, as I got ready for this, I heard the Lord kind of tell me to talk about stubbornness. And uh, maybe he was just dealing with me and my stubbornness. But um, have you ever been called stubborn before? Um, I have. And... You know, I'm stubborn. I'm stubborn for the Lord. I'm determined. I'm focused. I'm not going to change. I'm going to, I'm going to stick to his ways and be stubborn for the Lord. At least that's what I tell myself. Right. And so, um, uh, stubborn for the most part is something that we don't want to have in our lives. We don't want to be accused for being stubborn. Um, you know, if you heard the term as stubborn as a mule, you're just as stubborn as a mule. Um, you know, stubborn is difficult. The, the definition of stubborn is you're, you're difficult to move, to change, or you're difficult to deal with. Um, you're determined to do what, what you want and what, and refuse to do anything else. And you, sometimes as men, I think we grow up and we, 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 through this life and we, the years of experience and knowledge and maybe just the pride of life, like we've done it and we know it and we, we've done this and we know what we're doing and this is the way that I'm going to do it and this is how we're going to do it and this is the way it's going to be. It's my way or the highway, you know? And so we're, we're going to be stubborn and, it doesn't matter. Nobody's changing my mind. Nobody's changing the way I think because I've I've been doing this for years and this is the way that it's going to go and this is the way that it's going to be. And so uh, that might not be such a good thing in the kingdom of God. Uh, God wants us to be flexible and moldable and shapeable and not just being a, a, a prideful, stubborn person that won't change or won't move. You know, the other day I was having lunch on a patio beautiful day out. And uh, I seen this lady walking her golden retriever, her dog, and they were going down the sidewalk and they turned the corner. And I don't know if it was just because he was going home or maybe he was tired and didn't want to work any, and didn't want to walk anymore. But he sat down on the sidewalk and he did not move. And so she had the leash and she was trying to just pull him and, 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 and yard him. He was not moving. He was firm. He was not changing. He was, he was not moving. He was unsha unshakable and unmovable. And so she had to get a treat. And all of a sudden, you know, she would lure him in and he, she was just pulling on his leash. But, uh, and so, you know, that kind of thought to me, like how many of us are stubborn in our own ways that we won't move. And God, He's trying to pull us. He's trying to lead us and trying to guide us in life and decisions and whatever, whatever else ways of life. And, and we won't move. We won't shake. And he's got the, he's got this little leash, but God won't pull and he won't yank and he won't uh, hold a treat in front of us so that we will move. You know, God just speaks his voice. And, um, if we are not careful and we're stubborn and we're prideful in our own ways, in our own thinking, in our own perspective, we might actually miss God leading us down the right path, down the right situation or making the right decisions. And, and this could cost us in the end and it could cost us, you know, our future. It could cost us, um, 
you know, and, and cause us to make mistakes and uh, cause us maybe to sin. And so we need to be, uh, you know, I like the, um, the story of King Saul. There's King Saul and there's King David, two kings. And the way that they chose to live their lives, you know. Um, and so I, I want to remind you of a story in First uh, Samuel. And basically, God told Saul, I want you to go to the Amalekites and I want you to utterly destroy them. Basically, wipe them off the face of the earth. I want you to kill the men. I want you to kill the women, the babies, the sheep, the goats, uh, everything. The camels, the donkeys, everything. And so... In uh, 1 Samuel 15, Saul mobilized his men, his army, and he went out and fought the Amalekites. And he it says that, that he slaughtered them. But in verse 9, it says, Saul and his men spared Agag's life. And Agag was the king of the Amalekites. And then it says, and he kept the best of the sheep and the goats and the cattle and the fat calves and the lambs. And it says everything, in fact, that appealed to them. So they spared everything that appealed to them. They didn't just destroy everything. They they kept what appealed to them. Um, And then they destroyed only what was worthless and poor quality. And, And sometimes I think that we will only listen to God until it comes to something that appeals to us and where where we think that, oh. I think I can do this own decision. I think I can make this decision on my own. This certain thing appeals to me. So I'm just going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get into this because this appeals to me. Um, you know, just like they did, they, they spared everything that appealed to them. And so that's where, where we can get into trouble. We're supposed to follow the Lord, follow his commands, follow everything that he says. And they got in trouble by sparing and keeping everything that appealed to them. And we don't want to keep things that just necessarily appeal to us when God gives us a command. And so we keep reading and and, um, and uh, Samuel, the prophet, found out, right? He God told him that night, you know, that he... he um, He regretted making Saul king because he didn't listen to him. And so Samuel comes to Saul, and and this is what he says. He says, um, yeah, and King Saul says, well, we only, we just kept the the good things. And, you know, we did obey the Lord in, uh, for the most part. We slaughtered everything and everybody, but we did keep these and this. And this, what was his excuse? His excuse was um, that we are going to sacrifice these fattened calves and all the sheep and goats. We're going we're gonna to sacrifice them to the Lord. And so Saul, uh, Samuel comes and he says, what is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your or- obedience to his voice? And so that's key right there. Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice and submission is better than offering the fat of rams. And he goes on to say, rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft and stubbornness as bad as worshiping idols. So because you have rejected the command of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. And uh, it says that stubbornness is as bad as worshiping idols. So that's uh, something that we don't want to get caught up in. We don't want to get caught up in stubbornness because it's just as bad as worshiping another god or worshiping idols. And... uh, if we, in the Hebrew meaning, um, 
stubbornness is actually translated in rebellious. So being rebellious is the same as being stubborn. It's also translated as backsliding and as turning away. So stubbornness is turning away. And in this sense, uh, King Saul was stubborn and he turned away from God's command. And he did what he thought was right in his own sight. And uh, lots of times we think that we know it all or we're just, we, what, we do what's right in our own sight. But God has another perspective, right? King Saul missed the voice of God because of his stubbornness, because of his pride. And people who are stubborn, they believe they are so right, so strongly that in their own ideas and in their own ways that they don't see things in another perspective. And so um, we need to have God's perspective, not just our own perspective, but God's perspective on decisions that we need to make, um, the way that we should live our lives, and, and all that. And so when, when, when God sent his spirit, you know, when, when, when Jesus died on the cross and sent his spirit, uh, he given us his spirit to dwell with us, that, you know, to lead us in life and to help us, to guide us in life. And this is what Ezekiel says, the prophet Ezekiel. He says this in uh, Ezekiel 36, verse 25. Um, he says, and this was what, what the promise was to happen when, when the Spirit of God comes inside of us and comes and dwells in us. He says, Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. Your filth will be washed away, and you will no longer worship idols. And I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. And I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey all my regulations. And so uh, I love how that how that that transition, you know, when we get uh, filled with the Holy Spirit, it says that he puts he, he takes away our stony, stubborn hearts and, and, and gives us a new heart, a tender, responsive heart. And so this is the way that our hearts should be at all times. They should be tender. They should be responsive and responsive to the word of God, responsive to the voice of God. That's why he, he puts his spirit inside of us so that we are, re, so that we can respond to his voice, right? It says, uh, so that you will follow my decrees and follow my regulations and listen to his, his ways. And uh, we can't, um, Oftentimes I find that um, we can be Christians for a long time and we can just lose sight of that, of that, that whatever it is that causes our hearts to become stony, become stubborn. You know, it could be uh, things that have happened to you in the past or things that have gone sideways or people that have hardened you or hurt you. And we become stony, we become hurt, we become hard. And, and something that is our lifelong mission as Christians, is to keep our hearts right, keep our hearts tender, keep our hearts being able to respond to the voice of God. We don't want to become hard um, or stony. And so that is a challenge in itself, to keep our hearts right. And so um, oftentimes God will speak his voice through our pastors, through our leaders, um, you know, through our friends. And believe it or not, 
He'll speak through our spouses, our wives, or our children. Now, we don't want to, we don't want, we don't want to admit that or tell them that, that God speaks through them, but Oftentimes, the Holy Spirit will speak through our spouse, and we can't be so uh, familiar with them or so comfortable with them that we just shake it off and be like, no, you don't know what you're talking about, because this has happened to me quite often. And we become hard towards it, but we have to actually have tender hearts. You know, we can get in an argument, whatever, have tender hearts, responsive hearts, and hear God's voice, even though it's coming through our spouse's voice or even though it's coming through our kid's voice. You know, we can't just be so prideful and stubborn and resist um, correction or resist or whatever it is, you know, that's good. That's supposed to help us. Um, and so we have to be sure that our hearts are, are tender and responsive. Um, we have to take care of our hearts. Right. And so. Um, yeah, sometimes I get in, uh, if I, if I get in an argument with my wife or we get in a conversation and, you know, I'll oftentimes really reflect on what was said and, and what was done. And, and if I'm wrong, I just go and I say, Lord, am I wrong? Show me where I'm wrong. Show me what I'm done. And I'll be quick to, to apologize. Usually I'm the first to apologize in an argument. And that's just because I want to keep my heart right. And uh, um, yeah, sometimes I don't. But for the most part, I want to keep my heart right. I want to apologize where I'm wrong um, and learn from the Lord. And so one thing we can learn from King David was when, when he screwed up and when he sinned, you know, we all know the story about that uh, about uh, Bathsheba. And um, when when the prophet Samuel came to him, his response was, and we find um, he repented and turned to God. And in Psalm fifty one, this was his this was his response: God, create in me a clean heart, O God, renew a right spirit in me. Do not banish me from your presence, and don't take your spirit away from me. And so that's our response. What it should be is creating me a clean heart, renew that right spirit in me. We should be doing this daily because um, we don't want to become hard. We don't, and when we become hard, um, like Saul, God rejected him as king and he regretted making him king. And so we don't want God to reject us. And just like David says, don't banish me from your presence. Don't, don't take away your spirit from me. And I think that sometimes if we harden our hearts too much and we turn and, and we don't take care of our hearts, we can actually be banished from his presence and we can grieve the Holy Spirit. And we don't want to do that. We don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the most valuable, precious thing in our lives that, that leads us in the right direction. And so we don't want to grieve the Spirit in our lives. We, we want to welcome him. We don't want the spirit to go away from us and we don't want to not and we don't want to harden our our hearts to God's voice. And like I said earlier that that God doesn't pull us along like that dog. He doesn't pull us, he doesn't have us a leash on our necks pulling us in the right direction. No, he just speaks to us. And it's our decision, it's our choice to to take heed and to learn and to listen to his voice. Even though we think we might know it all, God, we, we, we don't. God says that he resists the proud. 
but gives grace to the humble. And so this is our, this is, this is my heart's cry that I would be, I would begin to, I would always be humble and, and say, God, lead me in your right direction. Lead me in your right direction. Lead me in your ways. Holy Spirit, come and, and guide me in life. And so I just pray that that would be your heart. As, a, as, we, as I wrap up, I just want to pray. Father, I just thank you for every, every man that's watching, God. Just forgive us where we've been hard or where we've been, have that stony heart, that rebellious heart, that stubbornness in our lives. Show us where we've become hard, where we've become stubborn. And God, just renew a right spirit inside of us. Renew a right heart. Just like, just like the prophet Ezekiel said, give us tender, responsive hearts, responsive hearts to your word, responsive hearts to your voice, God. Let us know where you're leading us and where you're directing us. We don't want to be rebellious or stubborn. In the name of Jesus, amen. I'm glad that you tuned in today and um, enjoy the rest of your day, the rest of your week, and practice, practice heeding the voice of God and listening to his voice. All right, we'll see you next time. And we'll see you next time on, uh, no. <laughs> and we'll see you next, no. So I hope you have a great day and a great week. And look forward to next week's uh, video. Yeah. Um, and we'll see you. Have a great week. And we'll see you next week. No, I won't see them next week. Okay, I'm going to say this one more time. Have a great rest of your week. We'll see you next week on next week's video. No, I won't see them next week's video. Tune. Make sure to tune into next week's yeah. video. Yeah. Okay. So I challenge you to be less stubborn and more open and responsive to other people's perspectives and their ideas. And uh, so enjoy the rest of your day, the rest of your week, and make sure you tune in to next week's vlog. And yeah, 